I am Andrew Lizzie, That's what I love. Mr. Mallard. Uh, join me as always, uh, Mr. Chief of Morale himself, Bud Copeland. Bud, how are you this evening before we get so the point being is good golfers are fucking dime a dozen. And we saw it in full swing that the line of demarcation between Here, are you ready, Bud? Are you ready for the players? Are you ready to make money? Are you ready to try to beat me? I didn't do my homework this week. And welcome in, everybody. Happy Tuesday here from Divots and Pivots, kicking off Tea Time Tuesday here for the Fantasy Sports Corporation. Following us after this at 10 o'clock will be Plus Money Golf, as always, getting you covered with all of your betting needs. Uh, and I apologize, we're having some technical difficulties at the moment trying to get Bud in here, but he will be in here uh, to join us. But look, we got the AT&T Byron Nelson uh, getting going this week. Um, and... The big news kind of starting off already is that there's been a lot of people who have who've come out of it already, who've, who've pulled out injury-wise or whatever. Obviously, we saw earlier this week Jordan Spieth uh, pulling out because of an injury he has. Looks like it's a wrist injury that uh, went and saw a doctor, and it is uh, going to need – he didn't really say how long, but he's going to need some rest and relaxation. So I doubt we see Jordan Spieth for a few weeks, which means it looks like he's going to be – this hasn't been announced yet, but I'm assuming he's not going to be in the, uh, the the PGA Championship next week. So with uh, Spieth out of the AT&T, look, he's a Texas boy. We're in Dallas. This is one of his his go-to events, so that's, it's a bummer to have him out of there. And here comes Bud. Totally my fault. <laughs> when you think you sent a link, and then when you send the link, you send it to the wrong place. All on me. That's on me, Bud. Welcome. <coughs> What I miss? Uh, I'm just talking the all the AT&T uh, contestants who have pulled out so far. I just, Say that again. It's like it's a fucking game show. I just said contestants. All the players who have pulled out of the AT&T so far this week, because it reached the point where DK had that they had to add in more guys to the field. DK had to adjust. Like I got like three different notifications from DK today saying they had to adjust the contest and the, these guys are in now. Uh, so I want to say there's like six to eight guys who have pulled out so far today or this week. One, one matters. Only exactly, only one matters, and that's what we were just talking about. Jordan Spieth with the wrist injury. Uh, did you? I don't know if you saw. I didn't see anything about a timeline. He just said rest and relaxation, but he didn't give a specific timeline. I'm assuming that means he's out of the. PGA I'll tell you exactly the timeline. One week. It's going to be a one. So week you think it's just, you think it's just a one a one week rest to, for the PGA? That's what he's doing. Yeah, I think this. I think this actually when. When he when he sits down and writes, "How you doing, buddy? Good to see you." Yes, was your fault. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna wear. It. But you know what? Hey, all is forgiven. You know what that is? That's called karma. I forgot to put a lineup out there last week. Um, I ate some humble pie yesterday. We'll get into that here in a minute. I, lo- I loved your text message last night uh, from from the qualifier. But I think this will go back to when he said after the Masters, I'm, you know, I'm out of whack. You know, I got to re I got to reexamine my schedule and everything. I think this is what he's going to say. It just compounded all the way up to this point and something was nagging and it was either, you know, sit this one out and get ready for the PGA or grind through it. And, you know, when you're Jordan Spieth and that's his, that's his white whale, right? Like he, mm-hmm. he needs the PGA to get the, get the grand slam something lord byron never you know never got to he got two pgas a couple of masters a u.s open he, but that was also pre 
you know, cross Atlantic travel or whatever you want to call it before sure. it was, you know, truly accessible and you could do it all the time. Bobby <clears throat> Jones famously only went over there a handful of times. Harry Varden, happy birthday, Harry Varden shouts to HV. Uh, for those of you that didn't know that little trophy, they hand out from one association to the tour player with the lo lowest uh, scoring average. His birthday is today, but he was another one that, you know, he only came over here a handful of times. And each time he played in the U S open, he was top two. He won his first one. And he came runner up to Francis. We met, we remember that the greatest game ever played. And then sure he did. was runner up again to his buddy, Ted Ray, when he was 50 at the age of 50 before Phil was thumbing up his way uh, through Kiowa. So this this will go back to Jordan sitting out a week, resting his wrist to hopefully take on Oak Hill because uh, next week is a lot of fun. PGA Championship, major championship golf. There There is nothing like it. Don't at me, hockey boys, in your Stanley <laughs> Cup playoffs. Uh, I think the people in Boston, it's a little too soon to bring up the Stanley yeah, don't, Cup. Yeah, don't, don't talk about it yet. Uh, but, I mean, really, outside of the name, this week, the, the the tournament doesn't do much for me you know yeah. yes it's an old tournament it's named after byron nelson uh one of the one of the original goats in this game he you know he he kind of hung it up early but that's neither here nor there but the tournament doesn't get get my get my you know socks rolling up and down but we will get into some dfs but first other off course news and, and i got i want to pick your brain pick it and we got it we got an early divot or pivot unscripted it. but Mike Wan and the USGA tweaked the wording in their criteria for exempting into the U.S. Open. I did see this. What is this? Five minutes in, we're going to shit on live. Um, <coughs> well, this is usually our the first ten minutes is like our live shit period. So, yeah, in case you're new to the show. <laughs> uh, so they tweaked the language and they said those yeah. those people who were eligible for the FedEx Cup playoffs or the <clears throat> pardon me the Tour Championship or whatever the FedEx Cup playoffs in yep. general you know if you're exempt for that then you, you qualify for that you get a spot in the US Open. Well, they tweaked the language to say you qualified and participated or qualified and were eligible for. I yeah. think that's what they threw in there. The word eligible changed it. So, and then Mike Wan came out and just said, listen, we made the, we're not making, we're not changing. Like we're just going to move forward. That's going to impact some players. It's not going to impact others. That's just how the, the dice rumbles. Divot or pivot the USGA stance on this. I'm fine with it. Yeah, me too. Okay. No, I didn't know if it's just, really controversy. It's not, yeah, it's not very, but, but I did see it because it is, I forget now I'm forgetting who it was. I saw a post about it, but that one word, because I think the main word they changed was qualified to eligible. If I'm correct me if I'm right. Or they I think added that was the and, main and, and, and eligible. Yeah. That's what yeah, it was. Because, they added and eligible. What is it? Uh, Joaquin Neiman, you know, because I think he's the one that stood out. It was like Taylor Gooch, Matt Jones, and I don't know if it was Hudson was in that crew or not. Oh, okay. But um, the, there were three players that were impacted by the first court decision that was like, nah, they can, they can hold you out if they want because you make your bed, you lie in it. And, yeah. you know, Goocher, after coming off back-to-back -back $4 million wins and peacocking around the world saying, I'm one of the top this, I'm one of the top that, I just go back to, boys, you, you kind of set up your own parlor game in the back with some big heavy hitters in the game and then a bunch of, you know, probably excellent golfers. I am not, I am not going to criticize anybody else's <laughs> golfing ability after the day I had yesterday. Putted, okay, but we'll it was that. just brutal. <laughs> the... <laughs> The wind was outrageous. I didn't see that coming. It was 30, 35 miles an hour again. And yeah. It was just absolutely nuts. But that's neither here nor there. 
they went over there. They thought they were going to bring their shine with them. They didn't. And here's another repercussion. His whole, I'm not going to go try to qualify, you know, another way. They have that's, it, Bubs. That's mean, on you. It doesn't mean yeah, that as long enough as, to you then. As long as, as long, now there are, there could be an argument made that, you know, was he notified that this rule change affected him? Were they, were they duty bound mm-hmm. to notify him? Duty. Do, you know, all of these fairness questions that we get into, uh, as long as he was kind of given time to, that he could have gotten into a qualifier somewhere, which the, with, with 8 million in the bank, I'm sure you can, you know, sure. charter a jet to wherever the hell would squeeze you in. Or at least offer that as an olive branch. Maybe he missed deadlines and whatnot. As long as that was out there, I get where Phil was coming from. Yeah. Love that Phil had to throw his name in there, and he's the one. This is it's a dick move. It's a dick, Phil. Well, don't we already we already know why Phil doesn't mind saying everything he wants to say because he said it when asked about the with um with Nose last week in the official World Golf Rankings, and his response was, "Yeah, it doesn't matter to me because I'm good for like the next 13 years for what two three, two or three of the majors." Right. So like, yeah, Phil Phil's gonna run his mouth right now he's, because he's it doesn't three, affect him. He's good in three of them, like three of the four for the next three years, and then obviously yeah. he's got the Masters for whatever. Um, it it just. I don't know. It just, it didn't bother me as much. I saw yeah. I saw some people, you know, actually, you know what? I didn't see anybody. I didn't see anybody come out and be like, yeah, this is un- yeah. except for the 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 squad on Twitter who, you know, the, the normal whatever. the normal live accounts, the you know, the well, I don't even know if they yeah, I don't They're know not associated with live. They're just titled by live and squawk a lot. Yeah. They're contrarian. Half of them are probably Gen <laughs> Zers trying to trying to, you know, just trying to get their come up somehow and get a viral yeah. tweet or get picked up. Aren't we all just trying to get a viral tweet? Picked up? Yeah, never chased a viral. All right, so so we, we agree. Whatever, Mike. Wan, yeah, yeah, we agree. You know, may may the force be with you. May the fourth be but, with you. But other quick, uh, semi off the course news: Ricky Fowler back in the top fifty. That changes the rest of his season. That was on my That's, list. What a, what that a was on up. my list. I jumped ahead. I apologize, but what a no, step I'm up just... for the man. Look, hard work for the past couple of years now, trying to get himself back, and um, it's been fun to watch. I never hated Ricky. Like I was never against Ricky. Like, did I think? Did I? Was he one of my? Yeah, was he? He was never one of my favorites at the same time. But it's hard to hate people in golf. Well, maybe not nowadays. But, um, but Ricky was always just a guy that I I paid attention to, but never was really root pulling for. But whenever I see someone come back and and like really push it and change what they have to change, like I'm all in on Ricky now. I want to see the man win as many times as he can. I always loved him just being that like BM. I, I liked that he was a little different. I was much more of sure. like a baseball kid who had learned to play golf than like came up, you know, through the golf ranks and, and whatnot, which it showed on Monday. But um, <laughs> I agree with you. It was good to see him back in the top 50. We'll see a lot more of him. I think, I think that this one way or another, he we're going to see him in Rome. I think he's going to be a captain's pick because his game is trending long term like that. Yeah, and, and he's just such a good locker room guy. He's kind of this next he generation's is. Fred Couples, where Freddie's going to be in the locker room as a vice captain probably until he dies. Uh, yeah. I think he's inherited that almost Arnold Palmer place in history, where you got Tiger going the Jack route and you got you know Freddie going the Arnie route. Sure. Um, especially now that Phil's taking a hike. Phil lost. Yeah, some, gra- some gravitas. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna shit on the man's career. He's got Phil's literally going line. the Greg Norman route, though. <laughs> He's literally <laughs> going, walking well right into done. it. My work here is done. Uh, Two seasons up, in, I got you. you I got you pulling golf analogies out of thin air. But uh, I think I think we're gonna see Ricky in the you know in yeah. the red, white, and blue this fall. The, the man's literally got his little Olympics tattoo from when he won uh, a medal yeah. down in Rio. So He's the I thought you want. 
Say that again. He's the mentality you want for those for those types of those competitions. Yeah, yeah. He 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 toes the um the bro slash pro line the perfect amount. Brooksy, yeah. usually, I really hope that they open up the you know the the international team to all professional golfers from the United States instead of just the PGA <clears throat> Tour players. Oh, that would be interesting. I, well, I think that's I think that's going to happen. I think they're going to they're they're. I mean, Brooks would probably be the only one who would garner a captain's nod at this point. DJ's probably, not exactly yeah. playing very well. No, I would and, maybe Taylor Gooch because of because of, because of his form. It let's say he wins like two yeah. or three more times, which is all they have left, or he wins a major. You know, I could see I could see that getting pulled. Yeah, I could see that. But anyways, I thought you were going to talk about Ricky Fowler picking up a snake with his wedge when he was looking for his ball. So I just saw that for the first time, say, like a half hour ago. So I just hadn't got to it yet. And I wasn't even sure I was going to because it was just so fresh in my mind. I almost forgot about it. All right. Couple more, couple more off-field events. Did you see where – all right. That's three all rights in, <laughs> in a short series, and it was not a McConaughey impression. So that's kind of – All right, all right, all right. <laughs> You know, that was like his first paid speaking acting words were that. Have you ever yeah. read his book, Green Lights? So I, I haven't actually read it, but I heard that story from it. And I know people who have read the book and said it's amazing. So it's, it's on my list. I just never find the time to read it. So I'm, I'm not peeking. I'm not, I'm not going to peek. I didn't read it either. I listened to the audio version. Uh, while oh, I, the, I count that as reading. Yeah. Well, that's, reading. that's how I took it. That's how I took in the, the book. It took So are the dozens of people consuming this in the next few days <laughs> audibly are they reading we can put up a poll why not we'll find out stupid stupid question there's no <laughs> boy there are there are there are there is a stupid question that was one kids uh no did you see this college player for from university of illinois in the uh u.s open qualifier yesterday uh i didn't see oh. any of it i heard about it once again today though Shoot i heard 62, about the aftermath the, so and I, I should probably pull up his name. I can't, I can't even, it's like Tom, Tom, Hugh, Tom, Hug, Tom, Hook. Uh, find out who this kid is for me. Would you? I'll find out right no. for you. So he's, this player goes and shoots the course record at university of Illinois country club or whatever their local club is. And it's his local qualifier, you know, 62 it's, it's in the bag. He's, he's going on to sectionals or whatever the hell the next step <coughs> is somewhere. I'll never sniff. He goes back out on the course to cheer on his teammates. And as they're having conversation, you know, some of his playing partners or somebody talked about how rough it was putting over those aeration marks. And cool. it hit last name is cool. K U H L. Yeah. Hey, okay. No, no, so K U H L. First name Tom. They actually don't say his first name anymore. It's just his last Tom, name. Tom, Tim. Come on. It's just his first, it's just his last name for some reason. It, oh, Tommy. Tommy, Tommy Cool. Tommy what a cool. fucking what a fucking seriously name, you right? shoot 60 okay. <laughs> all right so anyways tommy cool literally sitting that's probably I, awesome. <laughs> don't at me but tommy's out there he's cheering his buddies on he overhears somebody going about how brutal it was putting over those aeration marks and it hit him like a ton of bricks so in 2019 <laughs> the usga's latest rollout that allow us all to keep the pin in that's the one thing everybody remembers yes they simplified a bunch of other things and one of them uh, one of them was you know what when you're on the green you can clean up shit if you need to <clears throat> ball yeah. marks, spike marks, di you know, all that kind of stuff, as long as it's not naturally occurring. So if it's a burn mark or something, sorry, you're SOL. Um, yeah. Or <laughs> right. So as long as it's not naturally occurring or maintenance related. So like the aeration marks, 
you yeah. can fix it. So this kid had been going around. He fixed a couple throughout the day and he walks over to the rules tent and he does the right thing. He says, I wouldn't have been able to live with myself or not live. Sorry. I wouldn't have been able to sleep. He wasn't that dramatic. Uh, if you shoot 62 <laughs> at a qualifier and you're that age, I think you're pretty confident that your time will come again. Just, you know, ride it yeah, out. Yeah, I think so he turned himself in and he's going to sit, sit this one out. Um, good on you, Tommy, Tommy. Cool. Yeah. Can you imagine him sitting there just fixing the aeration marks for all his entire line. Imagine just every, every green you walk up to, you just see a perfect line somewhere where, where he just fixed the marks all the way to the hole. So I shot 90 yesterday, 90. That's Um, not even, it was a 40 followed by a 50. uh, And there's a, there's a reason I'm parlaying into that story uh, right now. Two things. A, I have to wear it. I have to own it. I shot worse score than I did last year. Same course, relatively similar conditions with the wind. Uh, And I actually putt pretty well. I missed a lot of fairways and just had to punch back out into the fairway and then couldn't get up and down from, I got up and down from a hundred yards, I think three times. Uh, but just missed a ton of fairways and it was a brutally windy day. And one of those holes had two balls out of bounds on the exact same hole that it happened to this, this, this course has mind control over me. So coming off a of 72 at the local mm-hmm. Muni Boudreaux post 90, but you know what? It's scar tissue. It's you gotta, yes, it's going to happen. Xander Shoffley, uh, you know, said it the other day. He's like this entire game is just an endless gutless search Oh, we lost your audio there, but not sure why, but, and I can't unmute you. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure why we lost your audio. Let me see. Uh, but, but there we go. You should be back now. Can you hear me? You good? I can now. You're muted again. This is fantastic radio folks. <laughs> okay. Well, Buzz fixed figuring his audio. Um, I, I won't. I won't dive into his story. I'll let him come back, finish the story whenever he comes back on here, uh, because now I've lost his video as well. Uh, but the other piece of news in the golf world I wanted to get to uh, before we get into uh, DFS here in just a little bit is the news that Barstool is going to be broadcasting and carrying the live stream coverage for uh, Corn Ferry Tours NV5 Invitational uh, at the end of July. I think this is important. Because I think this is just another step to help legitimize, not legitimize, but to help raise up all the levels of the PGA Tour in direct response to the Live Tour in the fact that Live Tour went out and sure, they got the CW. They were on YouTube for a little while. I'm going to argue that Barstool Sports and what they had with foreplay and, and the audience they're going to bring in there is going to be maybe not the same, maybe not as many numbers, although it could it could possibly get to the, as high as a view count. Uh, as they're getting over in the CW, but I think it's going to be probably a better product to watch on TV or however you are able to uh, stream that, whether it's on your TV, computer, whatever. But I'm excited for this. I'm going to be tuning into Bar end of July. It's July 27th to the 30th. Barstool Sports and Four Plays cover uh, coverage of uh, Corn Ferry's uh, NV5 Invitational. I think that's going to be some something interesting to watch because it may be an avenue for easier accessibility to some of these secondary uh, tours that are affiliated with the PGA. Uh, So that's something to watch uh, and how um, the CW continues with live is also something to watch. Uh, Bud, can you hear me? Can I hear you? Says you're here with audio. Okay. We'll figure that out. Um, But yeah, check that out. I'm sure more news will drop uh, in the coming months. So here he is. He's back now. Can, okay. Once again, 
Can you hear me? Can we hear you? We can't hear yeah, you still. Absolutely. I can hear you. Oh, oh, now I can. There we go. There we go. Jesus criminy. I think that was <laughs> ghost. That was the ghost, <clears throat> ghost of Boudreaux future saying, just drop it. Move on. You shot 90. Well, no, that's fine. Cause I, I didn't, cause I, I pivoted to something else. Cause I didn't want to step into your story. So I don't know if, how much, if you could hear me at it, all during that. I actually could. I'm one of the dozens of people tuning okay. in right now on rumble or YouTube. Uh, there we go. Well done, by the way. Great vamping way to step in there. No, uh, it was a 40 followed by a 50. There was three balls out of bounds and two holes stretch. Uh, no three putts, just a massive metric F ton of missed opportunities, missed greens on the front, missed fairways on the back. Uh, and, and like I said, two balls out of bounds and then no, three balls out of bounds in a three hole stretch. So I will say the nine was followed by a par, which was then followed by a triple. And that was kind of the end of the day, those three holes right there. It was, uh, now I think Tough. I saw when I looked at the scores, I think I saw was, was seven over the number to get it, to move on. Was, no, that, where it ended? To, that dropped down to three. It dropped down to three. Okay. Cause I know yeah. the last, I, cause I thought it looked pretty fairly late in the day and I saw that the cut was going to be at like seven under. Um, so it dropped all the way down to three. I just didn't know if that was in, in line with what the cut line was last year. Like, is it pretty standard? Like, no, does it end up usually year, being last year because it was colder, it was colder and raining last year. So I think the cut line was like seven or eight. Okay. Uh, no, that makes sense. It was a it weird was, year last year. The, the wind picked up throughout the day, but quite frankly, <laughs> I, my game was not, is not in shape yet. I mean, it's May. Eighth, I think I've played four rounds total in this calendar year, so yeah, my nice. expectations weren't high. They were, they, they were definitely, they were definitely lower than that. So I was, <laughs> was kind of hoping it would, when it's par or seven, higher than just, that. Yeah, you higher, just want, yeah. you just want to break eighty and walk away with your pride. But uh, I will yeah. say that Matt, yeah, I never got to that point where it's like, fuck it, I don't care. I mean, I grind even down to the eighteenth yeah. hole. I was grinding over a hundred thirty-five yard approach out of the rough over a blind hill. Uh, to an elevated domed green with, like I said, 25, 30 mile an hour winds in my face. I hit a seven iron pin high, seven iron from 135. Nice. A stock seven irons usually probably 165, 170, yeah, depending the, on the, the scenario. Then. Yeah, it was, I mean, it, it was tough, but at the end of the day, just round one, I got the mass amateur June 6th. Uh, by then I will be able to have a bunch more rounds under my belt, hours at the yeah. in the lab. Uh, I need to get to a putting green ASAP. But like I said, I didn't putt poorly, actually. No you three putts. I need to get up. Before then, too, we got to put yeah. together some sort of schedule. We we play a few times this year. We played once last year. Let's get into a rhythm. Because I'm feeling it. I had a rhythm of the. I had a rough. I had a rough first time out, but I'm. It's. I hit enough good shots where I feel like it, that was the rust. I blame that round on the rust. By the way, if you are still sticking with us through all this clusterfuck of a production tonight, <laughs> full mea culpa. I like that Andrew said that he took the heat earlier, but uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, it, it wasn't good. So, do you, so, should we pivot to DFS? What else is off well, course? So soon, but I do want to get your, I do, do want to get your opinion on what I was talking about while you were having your mic issues here. And the fact that corn Ferry is going to be coming to Barstool sports and foreplay saw that uh, at the end of July, which I think is a, a, a big deal. I think, I think it's like I was saying, I don't think maybe they might not hit the same number of viewers as the CW brings in for the live, but I think, I'm definitely turning, but they might. I'm not putting that out of the realm, but I'm not having my expectations being the same numbers just because we're still talking streaming versus a network channel. But mm -hmm. still, still, I think the product. I, I want to see what the production is like because I think the production might actually 
and the viewing product of the broadcast might actually be more in line with maybe what the live had dreamt up in their heads before they put it together. If that makes any sense. 1 million percent because you know what I mean? Like I think barstool and foreplay is going to bring forward that attitude that live is trying to manufacture because that barstool is natural. Yeah. And, And so why did, why did Apple become so much bigger of a brand than everybody else marketing? The, the, yes. the actual product itself isn't, you know, overwhelmingly superior to its competitors. Just go to another country and it's overrun by Samsung or, yep. you know, Motorola in some places still. It's just marketing. They captured everybody with the, the, the sleek box and the whole, you know, experience and all that kind of stuff. Sure. And to that point, why is Barstool Barstool? The, you know, Dave Portnoy wasn't the only guy slinging, you know, gambling rags in the in the early 2000s and then, you know, putting it into a website and et cetera. He, he knew his audience and he and he kind of guided them where he wanted them to go. But he also listened. And when the people speak, that's why he mm-hmm. calls himself El Presidente and the whole shtick. And, I, you know, I think this is a brilliant trailblazing type move. It's not like it hasn't been done. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, sure. I've seen some I've seen some of the, the Louisiana football games that you've called. I've watched competitive, you know, combat juggling. Have you, have you really? You've tuned, you've turned, you tuned into some of those when we did those. I liked, well, I liked the format they were delivered in. I mean, it was fun. Well, because you're dealing with what you got, which is sideline footage at the at the angle. But you all, you know, you rolled with it, and you would, and it was truncated time, so it was easy to consume. Yeah, tuned in. It was a Uh, lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. I will say that. It's the product's been there. It's just you know, Riggs and Frankie and Trent and Lurch. They've they, you know, it's kind of one of those things. They weren't the first. They're just doing it kind of bigger and quicker. And once you get resources, man, it's, you know, it, mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's easy. It's not easy. The, you, you look at any of that stuff behind the scenes. That is what you should aspire to. All they do is work hard. Whatever that company. And you, you, you listen to Dave in some of the interviews. He was going to be a success no matter what he did. Yeah. Barstool was one. Barstool was one of three ideas. And the, the one I can't remember what uh, another one was, but his third idea was basically renting warehouses. And just driving around college towns and renting these warehouses in college towns and picking up all of the furniture that gets left out on the side of the road at the end of the semester, bring it back to the shop, clean it up, and then start renting it out on the internet. And Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like he was going to put his passion into something. And so the fact that they're doing this is going to open doors for others, too. I know that's the point that we're kind of trying to make is, you know, rising tide lifts all ships because – who knows? Maybe, 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 I mean, my buddies at the MTA here at the Meadow at Peabody joke all the time about how the club championship, he's like, why can't we get divots and pivots out here to cover it? I said, I don't know, maybe because half of it's playing in, in the tournament, but now that we do on course, <laughs> that's fair enough. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, but on course coverage is a thing now too. I mean, I'd pop in an earbud every three holes and just give you an update because it sure. doesn't, that kind of access. So the whole point of this is why was I talking about shooting 90? Because I have to, I have to exercise it. And mm-hmm. I, you know, what's no, nobody ho-hum, you know, 76, but missing the cut doesn't really do it for me. So it's no, not like I was trying no. to shoot 90. I tried to, I really did. I grinded over every shot. I was trying to make every pot. I did sink some nice 25, 30 footers. Uh, even if it was to save a par or a bogey, it was, sure. uh, it was just a tough day out there for the kid. And now we're on to uh, June 6th in the amateur. And that's the attitude to have. And just to, because you said we're trying to lift everyone. I actually do think this might be the the freaking nail in the coffin for live this Barstool deal with Corn Ferry. If it, if it turns out, I think that's that's gonna be the the start of the. I honestly think they've already started the downturn, but I think this is gonna be the the big drop. 
that I well, here's if what's if, if if it's success, I, I will say if it's successful, we obviously have no clue what Barcelona's going to put together for a product yet. So there's every chance that it still may fail. It may not be anything that you want to take in. I have more faith that it's going to be something that every fan live was trying to get is going to rather prefer watching with Barstool and rather I agree watch with you there. The I think where that, where that Venn Dent diagram crosses over yes. in the folks who will take a shot at something uh, and, and have that adventurous nature that will lean Barstool's way and Barstool has a natural audience. They, you know, exactly. they, whatever, whatever they say, whatever they put out there, their fans are like, all right, we're in on it. Um, they have a following for an audience. But the point I was going to make is this is a test balloon. If this is a success, look out for mm -hmm. the waste management Thursday, Friday, brought to you by Barstool Sports, you know, exactly. that, that, you, you know, because this is also the PGA Tours. Corn Ferry is a PGA Tour product. So yeah. the PGA Tour has to say, yeah, we're cool with this, which real quick pause. <laughs> I'm super happy. Uh, my boy Jake Marsh. I say my boy. He was a camp. He was a camper where I worked, and his no, great. we've talked about it before. You know a camper? Hey, 29 <laughs> minutes in. Uh, yeah. So to a couple hundred thousand other people, he's a great kid. But he's a, he's the 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 barstool sports business minute or mm -hmm. guy. Uh, yeah, yeah. Huge huge into college basketball. But he's going to be doing uh, from the 18th tower. So he's that's awesome. Be, yeah. So I can't wait to tune in and and, and listen there. Um, I love it. Fuck. Where were we That's... going with this? Ah, so anyways, so they had to get the blessing because if you think yes. about it, uh, it was basically pardon my take was a van. Remember the, 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 when they were shooting their show in a van? Yes, I do. Yeah. And they, they shot like two, three episodes of it. I think SVP was in one, mm -hmm. uh, Dan Patrick, they recorded, but never released it. My, my muse all hail. Uh, but they ESPN immediately after like one episode was like, get away. Can't do it. Get away. Like, no, we yeah. can't be associated with Barstool because something is buttoned up as the PGA tour. You've got bar th this kind of thing with Barstool over here in corn Ferry. You've yep. got the, the indoor league coming next January. I mean, so, okay. A couple, a couple theories here. All right. And the first, this first one's not really theory. It's just a thought. What is there's this a third point to that? Oh, I'm sorry. I cut you off. No, I was actually going to let you ride it out because then I was going to drop it too. Because then you add on top of that real quick. The commission just came out and said they do prefer no-cut events moving forward. Interesting. So that is interesting. For those designated top 70 players only, no cuts, big purses, big money. He did mm -hmm. say, despite some of the public you know, blowback, that's what we want to do. So you take the Barstool Digital. You take the Tiger mm -hmm. Indoor League. You take yeah, no-cut events. I, Phil... I hope you're happy with, you know, all your money because yes, you were right. Some, you all did spark mm -hmm. change. I think this change was coming yeah. no matter what. I think just, you know, again, just not this, just not this quick originally yes. in the, in the yeah. original blueprint of the plan. And now here's the sad part. These guys are now on the wrong side of it because they're on, on the outside looking at it. Now it doesn't mean they won't get back in, but for a little while here, they have to take their lumps Dude, and that's just, that's what they chose. Could you imagine if they go full eight men out and they just say, nah, we're good? Because again, yeah. think about it. What I I don't think the PGA tour takes a too big of a hit if they say I you don't. walked you walked away. Because again, all it's gonna take is one or two. Look how big I am on Akshay. That's because he was a corn fairy kid, you know. There's and enough up-and-coming young guys is. who haven't necessarily broken the ceiling yet, but we see coming. I'm not saying they're all going to the be. Flaw. They're not all going to be Brooks. They're not all going to be DJ, but a couple will. 
Of course. And that's well, all well, you need is a couple. That's this. Well, I saw large the, numbers right there. And I forget who saw. I forget who said it, but I saw a great quote the other day. Um, and it was it was that. In, to like in the golf, and I'm not going to quote exactly here, but in the golf Hall of Fame, I'm to, be a hall, to be a Hall of Famer, you win like five percent of all your tournaments. That was like, Xander. So you ju- was it Xander? Okay, because you so you just need a, a handful of guys to really be that star power. And with the ones that left and the ones that stayed, the ones that left just from a pure number standpoint can be replaced at some point. Maybe not yes. right away, but at some point they will be yes. replaced. And I think that was the biggest flaw in the live uh, idea and yeah. very short sighted of Greg Norman. This is where I do think ego clouded judgment in the sense of you're, it's not like, it's not like the tour is not going to push back. And that talent pool is massive for the tour versus, you know, hoping just to attract folks with live. But mm-hmm. at this point, and again, we're 32 minutes. I'm going to shit on live again. And this really kind of goes <laughs> down to maybe I just think bad on you, but I guess some of the greens groundskeepers and some of the members of their, from where they had the Australia event are pissed off because it's going to be like six months to repair the course from all the, they say like all the damage done from the beer and the spilled drinks on that party hole and, and just the grandstands and the way that it was all kind of taken down sure. in the rush. And, and at first I read into it, but like 86% of the members afterwards were surveyed and said, yeah, we'll have them back. Like we like the exposure, sure. we like yeah. the free tickets. So I, those I sound think, bites came from the one or two people who were pissed. And yeah. 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 And, and, and it got me, it got me thinking of like, is, is there a live 24? I mean, the money's there, but at some point, do you think these guys? Well, no, the these guys. I, you know what? No, they're, stu- these, they're these, stuck. There. They're stuck. Their yep. contracts are five years, and we heard about all, they've only gone fund. through one yeah. full season. So, so there. I think. I think we we, however consumable and or relevant it is, we I believe we have at least five years of live, unless they financially fold for some crazy reason and they and they void the contracts. Like that's the only way that this ends earlier than five years. Live might stick around even after that. I mean, they, they so could just, become, I think it will. Yeah. I think it, it will. Yeah. It might become a landing spot for, let's say like a Scott Stallings. Cause he's sure. one of the guys this week to keep an eye on. He's always, on, you know, he's not always on the cusp, but he's one of those guys that maybe I'm, I'm sick of grinding it out and you, you offer me, you know, 25 million <coughs> done. That's probably my career earnings to date. I'm going to double it right off into the sunset. Yeah, some some set, but I yeah, I wasn't. It was it was smooth enough where I wasn't gonna bring attention, but you did it to yourself. So I do yes. very few things smooth. <laughs> but yeah, so look, that it's a perfect segue into DFS. So when we come back from this break after Underdog Fantasies uh, gives us some words here, we're getting into DFS. Give you our picks, and look, we've been on fire, even though uh, Bud failed to get a lineup in last week because of a technical mistake or whatever you want to call it. We still tracked our picks. We still I just didn't pro- click. I didn't click submit. I know, but that's why. So, but we still tracked. I was following along, and I'm sorry, we crushed some picks. We got a couple mm-hmm. wrong, but you're going to get a couple wrong every week when you're putting out 20 or so picks. We've been on fire. Stick around when we come back from here from Underdog right here. Uh, we're going to give you our picks for this week's for the AT&T Byron Nelson. Underdog Fantasy is here to save your post fantasy football season blues. The easiest place to play and win with the Underdog Fantasy app. Get up to 20 times your money in a single night with our Pick'em contests. Grab some insurance when setting your picks and win even when one pick fails. Go online now and use the promo code DIVPIV to double your deposit up to $100. Sit gingerbread, good girl. 
Let's get into it because look, on as far as underdog goes, uh, I did well on underdog. I, I don't. I think I've only lost one week on underdog, and I love underdog because you get the snake draft draft aspect. You can enter the big tournaments. It's one round at a time. So if you have a bad round one, just get into another draft, make up with it for round two, make it work. And I I tend to win on there quite a bit. So get over to underdog. Use div piv div piv, and they match. Uh, up to I believe it's a hundred dollars in your first deposit. So get on over there. So, but just so I'm, just so I'm hearing you correctly, <clears throat> round by round, yes, snake style draft. Mm-hmm. So you can you can win. So if you're if you're if your top player shoots ninety in the first round and just fucking out of it, you can still come back the next day and draft again. Lineup, win again. Love exactly. That. All right. Yeah. So why does you know why do we shit all over live because you can't quantify what we're you know what the guys over here at the pga tour are playing for why will zelatoris and max homo were like don't even tell me what the offers are i don't want to hear it Spe- speaking of offers if you go to acornhillsco.com right hell there, yeah fresh yeah i noticed Acorn. so i noticed in your in your facebook reels oh, instagram yep. reels oh, change i saw the new hat i like it yep so i'll get over there and get the latest that's right i gotta get the latest all right. So anyway, so, yeah. so will, they said, no, we don't want to know about it. Byron Nelson won 11 straight tournaments in 1945, 11. That's unreal. It is unreal. I mean, Tiger, <laughs> although then people will come out and be like, Tiger won like nine in a row. Then he won like eight in a row, twice, seven in a row, okay. three times. I mean, fair. Well, and look how, and look how we hold Tiger in the world of golf. So if anything, so, this should only reinforce where Byron Nelson should be in our conversations. And he's also one of only two players with a with his name actually in a PGA Tour event. Uh, Tiger hosts the Genesis. Jack yeah. Nicholas hosts the Memorial. But the Bay Hill Arnold Palmer Invitational yeah. brought to you by MasterCard and AT&T Plus. I'm just kidding. And the AT&T Byron Nelson are just the only two. So, I mean, that's the kind of that's the yeah. space that he in, that he kind of he exhibits. And it means something to win that. It doesn't mean squat yeah. to win the bumfuck open of Adelaide because $4 million is cool, but immortality is cooler. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I'm, 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 I'm actually a little excited about this. It's a fun, it's a fun kind of precursor to the PGA championship. I do think that fewer guys would be playing in it if not for the new requirements, but Hey, they wanted yeah. more money. So they got to perform for it. Speaking of, we let off the, the top of the hour, the top of the hour. Look at me. We let <laughs> off with Jordan Spieth out with a wrist injury. So we'll just take yes. him off the board early. Yes, he's out. <clears throat> Before we start getting into other names, what are, what's your strategy like this week? What are you looking at? We're at TPC Craig Ranch, Georgia. I love yep. it. Georgia. Georgia. Georgia Grass. Grass. Georgia Grass. And say that three times fast. And they can these guys can nip it right off of there. And we got bent greens. <clears throat> They're familiar with it. And so I do think that we could see some low numbers. I think our defending champ back-to-back, K.H. Lee, was in the 20s uh, both mm-hmm. both years. And TPC Craig, Craig Ranch is a new venue for this event. It's only been there the last three years or so. <clears throat> sure. And so 7,400 yards, par 71. We got three par threes over 200 yards. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got the par fives ranking as the easiest. What are, you, what are you looking at this week to build your lineups? So a few things. We're, like you said, we're in doubt. Texas is one of those places where certain guys are just good in Texas, just like certain guys are good in Hawaii and certain guys are good in California. There is, there's a few handful of states where when it comes to no matter what course it is in that state, for some reason, the locals there will just show up. They don't even have to always be local, but 
I think the pricing this week reflects that. Scotty Scheffler, uh, Texas native, uh, who has obviously been on a tear, world number two right now, um, 11900 Whoa. That price is out, outrageous and still projected to be around 20% owned, still projected the highest spent. And you know what's crazy enough, crazier than that? I still might play him because with this field, it feels like he might still win it. And he might still, and that's, and here's the thing with that price and with that ownership, he would honestly, he needs to win it to be worth the the price tag. He just, it's it's just what it is. If he doesn't win, you're kind of taking an L on what the rest of your lineup potentially looks like. Uh, So you bet if you're going to play Scotty, you better believe he's going to win, but look, he can definitely do it with his current form. Uh, with this history here, it's hard to root against Scotty right now. But when it comes to stats, uh, you nailed it. This is another course where proximity 200-plus yards is going to be key for me because once you factor in the par threes and where these guys' approach shots are going to be, the second shots are going to be lined up from, and with the par fives being the easiest where they're going to be able to reach, well, not the easiest, but as you said, easier than most. Uh, they're going to be able to reach some of these greens from that distance. 200-plus seems to be a massive stat for me this week on top of putting and approach, uh, a strokes gained approach, and then strokes gained ball striking is the other one I threw in there this week as well. Um, but, look, these last couple of weeks I've been kind of staying staying with the same metrics, uh, swapping out ball striking for off the tee here and there, and it's been working. I'm not changing my tune until I fail. Well, I can't wait to hear how you're going to build a lineup around $11,900 Scotty Scheffler. You're going to be bringing in, what's his name? Brent. I'm not Brent, sure I'm going to. <laughs> Brent Grant for $6,500. No. Yeah. I, I always have a hard time paying anything that starts with 11 or 12 in, yes. in, in these. Because like you said, the payoff is rarely is rarely there. Exactly. That said, I, I, I'm i only looking at three this week. And how narrow-minded or short-sighted of me to limit it to just the par threes. I got, I got par three efficiency. 200 plus because are you scoring on those par threes sure. you made a great point that these are going to be some longer approach shots and if they are into the wind uh because it's texas you know this wind could pick up at any minute uh then i should have factored that in but i did not so we got <laughs> we got par threes 200 225 stroke, strokes gained off the tee wide fairways so mm-hmm. if you're a bomber and you've got it under control that's you know that, that we're going to find out who's putting themselves out there in the position and who's getting in position to make it, and then birdies are better gained, uh, who's actually converting on that. So essentially, yes. it's going to be a little bit of a Texas shootout. So who's who who's you know who's running you know premium right now? And you you said it, Scotty Scheffler's a hard guy. I'm not rooting against him. No. I just can't build a lineup around him. Although I think I did the other week with John Rom when John Rom finished. Uh, yeah, when John Rom finished that. runner up. Uh, so off the tee, par threes, two hundred two twenty five. Better birdies are better gained, and I mean, let's start in that ten k and above range. Sure. I like I said, I'm not gonna. So now it's down to either Tyrrell Hatton or Scotty Scheffler. Truth gun to my head, I think Scotty's probably gonna finish better, but sure. Tyrrell. Tyrrell's been up there and he's been chipping away, chipping away, chipping away. He just and finished maybe, three last week. Right. And that's what, and so maybe he catches or we catch Scotty looking to New York and, you know, kind of not, not, not laying back, but, you know, maybe thinking ahead and Tyrrell snags yeah. a, snags a win here. So I would say for practicality reasons, I mean, Scotty ranks second in my model, but Tyrrell 25th, if you have to, if you have to throw double digits, I'm not going to start any lineups 
with the 10k you know 10 or 10 mm. 10 or 11k guys just because i think there is enough value or at least decent players elsewhere that rank out in my model there's a lot out there um and i will say if i if i had to guess the the winner this week is probably coming from less than 8500 uh just from the way my model's shaking out and quick quick pause here for a second i don't think we've mentioned in a while get over to fantasynational.com if you always hear, listen to podcasts, listen to different shows, you hear people talking about their models and their fancy math, which I know I've done here too because I just like Excel. Uh, and you've always thought, I wish I could do that. Look, you go over to fantasynational.com, you can do that there. It's just a couple clicks. They have it all set up for you and they do it all for you. They have all the information, all the stats. They're directly tied. I, be- I believe when we, uh, when we had uh, the moose on here, uh, he said they're directly tied to the PGA's stats. So... Uh, they're good. They're up to date. They're they're quick and accurate. Get to fantasynational.com. Make your models. Have fun with it. They have a ton of options over there. But I do agree. There's enough value this week where you definitely don't have to dip into that 10k plus range. Hell, you might not even have to dip much into the 9k range. But someone I do like in the 9k range, and I've been on him most of this season, and it feels like a good week to go back to him because he missed the cut last week. But he has a decent history at this course, and his form has been great, and that is Jason Day. I think we might see Jason Day win again. Ring the bell, son. I agree with you. He ranks out first in my model. His form is trending as long as the back holds up. It's one of those things where these guys have to peak right around major time, and that can include the week before, obviously. So I, I, I think that Jason Day is a good look the what's he's one of he's one of those guys that does well in texas too he just does 13 percent you know 13 14 percent projected ownership is not bad chalk to no i'll I'll take that that yeah now what do you think about right below him kh lee back to back you know horses for courses maybe it's just one of those things is there anything to the back to back to back it's tough to go back it's just tough to freaking win Uh, i think i think knowing that you own this place might actually just be a boon so here's the thing. I think what we can, if we look back, and I don't have how he did in the previous tournaments leading up to this from last year, um, but I I have a considering the swing we've been on with the Texas and the the Georgia course, like the the Louisiana course, like we're in the Southern kind of Gulf swing right now. Uh, I, like your, I like your mentality. This seems, but I'm serious. This seems to be where KH Lee just he turns on his game every year. Because uh, we've seen, like you said, he's won back-to-back. Uh, he didn't play this tournament in 2020. And like you said, this course is only – it's only been this course for the past three years. So uh, – or this is going to be the third year, I think you said. So he's the only guy to win at this course for this event. So is it unlikely he's going to go back-to-back-to-back? To back to back? Yeah, I am not going to predict that he's doing that. And quite honestly, right now, he's actually – for the most part, his, his current form in all my stat areas is pretty good. But he's almost damn near dead last in 200 plus yardage right now. Uh, it seems to be a part of his game that is lacking. Uh, will I have some sprinkles of him across multiple miles? Because look, he finished T8 last week uh, in kind of a similar course situation. So maybe he's turning it around. Yeah, I'll have some sprinkles of him out there. And he's only at 15%. Will we have other guys around 19, 20, 16, 18? Like, that ain't bad value for KH Lee at 9,300. So he's not going to be a guy I'm riding and going to tell you who's going to win. Uh, but I'll have some shares. I'll have some shares. 
you know who I'll actually take take a little bit of because he ranks out in my model. I mean, this nine the nine K range is the ten K range, right? Yeah. Uh, really starting with Jason Day. I don't, I don't, I don't really think. I mean, Tom Kim ranks I, at sixth in my model, but I think he's just he. Tom I'm Kim gonna, has felt absent this year compared to last year. Well, last he year he seemed to be taking it by storm, and this year he just he's not that he's doing this bad calendar, either. This calendar year, because this he calendar year, yeah, yes. he won back in the fall, but yeah, uh, this calendar year, but like I he agree. just. He's not like he's doing bad. It's just like I don't know. He's not popping. Where Does that make has sense? Tom Kim gone? So no, but Adam Scott's been playing very well. Yeah. Just everywhere he he seems to be threatening. Um, Matt Kuchar is another one of those names that I feel like if the if the odds makers they they put a nine in front of his his price, so they obviously think that he he sets up well for this. His his game yeah. does suit windy conditions. He's a he's he's one of those Hawaii guys that we talked about. He just popped his head up out there. Top 20 um, the last two years here, too. But Siwoo Kim ranks out seventh in my model. And he, I think he was top 30 at the Masters. He was, you know, 45th last week. I think he was a T10 or T15, mm-hmm. uh, somewhere in that range in Zurich. And so he's trending. And I'm a big Siwoo, Siwoo guy. I think earlier this year I said, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to love me some <laughs> M and Kim this year. Whenever the model tells me they're up there with Keegs, when it's like when the numbers say it, just, you know, do it sure so i do think that siwoo is going to see some love for me along with jason day and i mean that's you know 91 94 which means then we're gonna to have to really just skip over eight and try to find my value but sure. before we do that who do you like in the 8k range well can i first just for the sake see, of this is why you produce and i'm just here for, for the for the for sake of great entertainment um i'm out on siwoo kim uh, yeah, so here's why, and, and and this is just a strictly numbers thing from what's right in front of my face right now. Uh, he hasn't cracked the top 25 in his past five tournaments this year. Uh, so sure, he's been he's only missed one cut in that same time frame. So he's been consistent, uh, but 9100 might be a bit too much for a guy that's not going to be in the top 25 this week. With given this field and the value that might come up out of nowhere, and also. Once we when we consider his history on this course specifically the last two years a miscut and a t55 from with with all that said and plus right now his, his putter is worse than 50 percent of the field in, in this week's field so are you saying but, he misses the cut I don't think he misses the cut but mm. I'm not paying 9100 for a guy that's actually let's say you, you said it yourself though he's not going to finish top 25. Yeah, and I'm not going to pay 9100 for a guy who's going to finish, like I said, t- like you, T50. I, I think he's going to be around the 40 to 50 mark. Will you pay for my first drink the next time we we uh, we of get course. together when he finishes T25 or better? How about this? I'll subtract it from the drinks you already owe me. You can do that. <laughs> uh, 8K. But okay, 8, 8K you, though. You show me yours, I'll show you mine. Okay. My favorite guy in the 8K ranks out third of my model this week, around 15% ownership. Tom Hoagie. He's been a massive, a massive hit or miss this year. And when I say a massive hit or miss, 15 out of 28 cuts made. He's either got it or he doesn't. And to, to show that his recent results, the, his past two tournaments, which was the RBC and the Masters, he missed the cut. But then at the players, T3. Missed the Arnold Palmer. But at the Genesis, T14. You got to catch him right. Finished T17 here last year. Missed the cut the year before that. What I like about Hoagie is he's a good putter. His approach shots are top five. And he's top he's top two. He's number two in 200 plus out. 
And I, I'm so honestly, I'm surprised 15% is where his projected ownership is right now. Cause I would assume I'm not that name recognition. So right ne- name recognition. That's fair. Yeah. Name recognition on a week. Like I don't know this why. I think his sense. last name is Hoagie. That's honestly, it's easily rememberable. It's not necessarily what he's done, but people who have played him before, they're going to remember that they played him before kind of thing. Uh, so I get that, but he does rank out third of my model at 8,500. He seems like a good value for me. I, I think, Uh, He could turn it on this week down there in Texas. And then the other guy that I'll mention in the 8K range is also my top 10, uh, ranking out at number 9 is uh, Steven Yeager. Oh, I stole it from you. I'm sorry. Okay, I'll quickly give you why I like Steven Yeager, and then then you can can lead us into why you like him. Uh, T38 here last year. Uh, He's been on a nice little run at Mexico. He finished T18. Last week, T27. Uh, His putter's been spotty, but in – all the other four stats I'm using for my key stats, he's top 20. So uh, I'm a little disappointed that his projected ownership is around 15% as well. That's – I would love to get him closer to like 10 or 9. Uh, but given this week, I might – I might still – I'm not might. I will still be playing some Steven Yeager. I'll be, I'll be playing some Steven Yeager too for those reasons you said. And also listen to this guy's strokes gain total the last five <laughs> tournaments. Remember, there was one miscut in the last five. You know, four out of five yeah. ain't, bad, ain't a bad, you know, I'll take eight. It was RBC. Yeah, he misses the RBC, but Wells Fargo strokes gained four and a half. Mexico, six, 6.6. Valspar, 3.7. Players mm-hmm. Championship, 3.3. Those are some good strokes gain numbers. And right in there, yeah. he's in the top 50 in all of them, really in the top 30. You know, he had a 44th at the players. So, Steven Yeager, he's going to make the cut. He's playing well. And he could be one of those guys who just, you know, sneaks right in there because, well, first of all, he's on a he, run. He could and be a trending. quiet, he could be a quiet top no 30 finish, like where you're not going to see a lot of him on the covers. He's just going to be out there doing his yeah. thing with, and finish his T30. And next thing you know, he's got you, you know, 80, 90 DK points. So, uh, yeah. Steven Yeager. Yeah. So is there anyone else in the AK range that you like that I didn't mention between other than? Min, Min Woo Lee, just because he ranks out in my model. And again, he had a great showing at the players. He's been bouncing around, you know, here and there. I don't know if I'm going to put much stock into it. I'm going to revisit it. I just highlighted it because he does rank out and for those other reasons. Uh, but actually, no, more shockingly, I'm surprised that neither one of us picked up on Adam Hadwin at 8,100. Uh, he doesn't exactly. He's 55th in my model. Mm. But he's just, he's just not doing much right right now. Yeah, he but just, his wife's a good is. Twitter follow. Well, <laughs> and that's what's yes, let me here. put the money on his wife. Yes. <laughs> He's hilarious, dude. <laughs> no, I'd rather play. Hell, if we're going to talk about random guys in the AK range, I'd rather play Christian Bazudenhout. I almost gave him a star Zayden this week. Hood. Bazudenhout. Oh, yeah, I, I almost gave him a star at 12% ownership, 8000 uh price uh he's made his last three cuts with T30 finishes and he finished T12 here last year. Uh, Christian Bazudenhout might be – I think I just pronounced his last name three different ways every time yeah, I said it, by the way. Here's an easy one for you, though. Down there as well, we're talking about this course where the, the winner might be 20, 25 under, something like that. Uh, JJ Spawn is another birdie oh, he, machine. He withdrew. He's, he's out. He's out. Oh, thank you. That's exactly what I was about to say. I don't know <laughs> he's out, I, yeah. He's, Actually, he's I didn't out. know that, and I was about to start highlighting him because I was like, how did I miss JJ Spawn? Yeah, no, no. I, he, I probably he, saw it somewhere. <laughs> Let me give myself he, the benefit of the doubt. He is out, but kicking off the 7K range. So here's someone who surprisingly, I, I won't say surprisingly, but does rank out in my model, but I'm still going to ignore. And I'm going to tell you why I'm going to ignore him. Davis, to Ri- Davis Riley ranks out 18th in my, in my model over on Fantasy National. I mean, go um, dogs, but he's burnt, he's burnt me too many times. 
So, and here's the thing right now. I don't think he's right right now. So, does he have a great history here? Yeah, 2022. Uh, so, last year he finished T9. 2019, I feel, of course, they were at. They weren't here, but he still finished T29 somewhere in Texas at this tournament. Um, but here's what always gives me pause and caution with a player. Valero, WD, and then his next two events he missed the cut at. That's screams to me an underlying injury he's trying to play through, and I want nothing to do with that, especially for a guy just as kind of middle of the road as Davis Riley. So I don't care that the numbers for his pass, however many rounds, say he's good at these certain key stats. This is the, uh, an instance where I'm looking deeper into the the what I'm seeing, and I don't see Davis Riley making the cut this week. I, I think there's something physically impairing him right now. That's fair. I haven't noticed. I, I'm glad that you're that deep on Davis Riley because I told you, you know, go dogs and all that <laughs> stuff. But I, uh, I wrote him. I wrote him off a few weeks ago. I just he's he's kind of gotten into territory where I put certain people, which I mean, I don't know what the science sure. is behind it. But you know, those just names where you're like, fuck that, not touching it again sure. until Jason Day was it, in until that category shown, for a while. Yeah. yeah, Jason Day was in that category for a while, and now he's um, back, baby. He's now he's back. Uh, one last guy real fast. I'm, I'm curious to know your information on him here. Uh, Joseph Bramlett. Um, I like him this week. I've liked him before, um, but he's one of those guys that pops up every now and then. But he finished T10 at the Mexico, uh, T40 last week at Wells Fargo. The Mexico. Uh, 50, T51 last year here, and then T7, though, the year before that here. Uh, really, he's, he's top 30 in all my key stats other than putting. Putting, he's – worse than 50%. He's towards the back of the field. Um, so that's a little concerning, but a 12% ownership in 2,900. Uh, if I, and he's one of those guys where if I'm at the end of my lineup and I'm looking to fill one or two last spots and I'm in that price range, I'll be looking at Joseph Randall this week. That's not a bad name to put a star next to. Cause if you do look at his missed cuts, they're at the players, the Arnold Palmer, uh, and then Valero, which not not you know that that doesn't speak great for him playing in Mexico, but sure. he makes cut the Wells Fargo in Mexico Open. Uh, or, I said Mexico twice there, playing in Texas, Tejas. Yeah, I, I figured I knew what you meant. Old Mexico. <laughs> um, you know he makes cut at the Wells Fargo, the Mexico Open, Valspar, Honda, AT and T Pebble Beach Farmers. TBC Craig Ranch is not a you know murderer's row for a golf course. No. So if you know, it, I don't think it's one of the uh, the course isn't going to eat him as long as he shows up. He'll no, I see okay. the winner being probably somewhere around your like 16, 15 under probably this week. And I will quickly range. I'll quickly give you my 7K guys because it's pretty simple for me. Sure. Ben Griffin is one of those names earlier this year. Mm. He played well. He's a stud, he's an up-and-comer. So 7,500, and he ranks out in my model fifth, which mm -hmm. means that the you know ipso facto I like it. your boss. Mr. Aaron Rye, again, he ranks out in my model at 13th. Mr. T gloves, I'll give, <laughs> I'll give him some love uh, anytime I get a chance because I pick I've been my other top 10 guy. I've been living on Lipsky <laughs> and Rye for a while now. You have been. Fair enough. And, you have. And then last but certainly not, not least, Mr. Brandon Wu. And mm. just because mm. I understand that, you know, the Mexico Open is his spot, you know, back to back years with great showings. He's coming off a third place, <clears throat> but 14.6 strokes gained against the field last last week. Yeah. It, as long that's, as, you know, as long that, that, I mean, that's excellent freaking form. And so riding that wave and he did well at the players, the Honda, uh, AT&T Pebble Beach, he was, he was runner up. So when he does show up, he's only mm -hmm. got two, three missed cuts in there, which 
don't love that, but at the same time, three out of eight, you know, so that I would say he's in the form. Maybe he can, maybe he can get it done this week. And I, that's why I was saying he might even sneak in there into the winner's circle because he has been close knocking a couple times this year. And all they need to do is convince themselves they can win. Yeah, no, you, you, you nailed it there. Um, I had to just quickly double check my phone. I apologize for, uh, cause I originally had Mark Hubbard start. He's another guy who pulled out this week. So uh, Mark Hubbard will be useless to us when it comes to DFS. Uh, but the other guy I want to mention the seven K range. And I think the last guy I want to mention the seven K range before we quickly just throw out a couple names in the six K. Uh, I've been riding him recently and it's been paying off and I'm going to counter your Brandon Wu with my Dylan Wu. Hey, because Dylan like Wu has made his made five straight cuts. Uh, only one of those have been worse than T40, and that was at the Valsbury finish T58. Everything else has been uh, top 40, but he also hasn't broken the top 15. So look at that as you may. But right now, this is a guy that I'm playing current form in. Um, yes, yeah, so far on this, this tour season, he's only made 17 out of 27 cuts. I get that. But like I said, right now in his past five to ten tournaments – the man has found something. I'm going to keep riding it. It's been working for me. So at 7,400, he's a little bit pricier than I would like down here at 15%. I think people are really starting to check in on Dylan Wu, uh, but he will still definitely be in any uh, in some of my lineups. Is there anyone in the 6K range that if you are playing Scotty Scheffler, you're going to come down here and take a chance on? Ranks out 20th in my model, and I just will. I'm a sucker for marketing. Logan McCracken. <laughs> Logan McCracken is a name to look out for this week. What's his price? Uh, He's got to be like 6,200, 6K, right? 6K. He's straight so 6K. Straight 6K. <laughs> so if you really are going all in on Scotty and thinking, I'm going to plant oh my, my flag God. there, I think that, you know, because you're basically banking on him to win or finish, you know, in the top five and get enough points to offset a possible miscut, Logan McCracken. That's who we're going to check in on next week before we get into the PGA at Oak Hill. You know what? This is always fun. When you go down to the bottom of the price range of some of these tournaments, it's always fun to see the names that used Stu to be. Sink. Stuart Sinks in the field. Yeah. There's, well, but but I'm talking like the names who used to be there just down here and don't make cuts anymore. Like Who do you see? So I see Kevin Stadler. I see DA Points. I see Bo Van Pelt. Um, who else is telling like this? Ted Potter is a guy that for like a few years You're there. You're talking about guys relevant. who made cuts 10 years ago though. I know, but that's what I'm saying. That's why okay, it's fun. It's fun fair. to just, it's fun to go down memory lane a little bit and just get down to the bottom and remember these guys. That's all I'm saying. It's, uh, it's no. like, you don't, you don't turn on a major league baseball game and say like, Oh, there's no Mark. No, yeah, no, no, like, no, no. <laughs> I'm, an opportunity I'm, to see I'm not that. saying I'm excited to see them in the field or anything. I I'm just saying mean. like every now and then it's nice to just be reminded that their names are out there. Um, no, so the only guy in the 6K range that I'm willing to play is uh, is Kevin Roy. Uh, Kevin Roy is 6,500. Uh, he finished T18 last week, and it's, it's pretty much just strictly following, trying to ride a wave with him. If I'm if I'm going to play Scotty Scheffler, I'm just trying to ride someone who felt it last week and might continue to feel it this week. It's pretty case, much what it is. And, and if you need the updates, then go to Instagram mostly and follow at this buds for you. And in case you missed yes. it, it's, it's on the screen twice because – uh, and all the hectic tech stuff at the beginning. I just really wanted to make sure that that Instagram <laughs> handle was out there. <laughs> yes, because look, you get over there, you watch, you watch Bud's reels every morning, every day. They're gold. They are freaking. I don't, I don't even know how to how to describe them. They're a mixture of comedy gold, informative gold. Like they're just entertaining. Hey, so if, they, if, they, if they ain't laughing, they ain't learning. Yes, yes. Well, look, that's going to do it for us here tonight uh, here at Divots and Pivots. I, I hope the best of luck for everyone this week at the AT&T. Uh, I feel confident yeah. that we're going to continue to climb this ladder and 
bring our picks to the top. We're going to win some money this week. Uh, so join us next week, every Tuesday at 8 o'clock here at Fantasy Sports Corporation, both on YouTube and on Rumble Live. And then obviously you can catch it uh, after the fact on, on both of those. And then look for us also for audio podcasts as well. If you're driving in your car and you want to catch us later to finish us off, uh, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple, don't do it. Uh, <laughs> Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, all, all of your podcast places you can find us, Divots and Pivots. Uh, search that there. You, you put that smile away, you son of a bitch. Uh, <laughs> but uh, that's going to do it for us. Catch uh, Plus Money Golf at 10 o'clock tonight. Uh, that is their new time. That, As far as I know, they will be staying at that time for a while here. So catch them at 10 o'clock. They're going to have all the bets you need for this week. And we will see you next week here on Divots and Pivots. Mm-hmm.